What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Skidpad Podcast. And it is a spooky season. The spooky time is upon us. Everyone's getting all scared and scary and scary and all sorts of goodness for uh, for Halloween. It's Halloween this weekend. Uh, currently recording this 1028, a uh, little before 430. Don't know why I have to be that specific. I got a brisk. Uh, just because I saw this in the refrigerator while I was at work, and I absolutely had an urge for something. I don't know if it's just me, but there's definitely one or two drinks on this planet that like I won't have them for maybe a year, and then I'll see it, and I need that for only a week. Like, forget water, forget nutrition, forget veggies, forget all the greens. I want that liquid just constantly and uh brisk is definitely one of them there will be a point where i will not be able to stomach the taste of brisk uh but for now it's it's on literally top one slot so with everything going on a little personal story off to the side and you might be hearing my cat just in the background because uh i'm not opening up the door for her because it's cold it's cold nova relax I'm not opening up the door for you. You don't pay the bills around here, all right? Anyways, so spooky season. Everything surrounding spooky and how spooky relates to cars. We're basically going to break it down. First of all, before we jumpstart into everything, uh, with it being the 28th, it's literally less than a week for you to go get your votes in. So while this podcast does not, will not, and has not had any sort of connections to politics, uh, this is pretty important just as an american you know why not vote i understand that not everyone is satisfied uh with one thing or the other you can't please everybody but regardless your voice is very important we worked very hard as uh you know as america to uh to get this opportunity to vote and uh not to not voting is kind of doing a disservice to uh to rights that other people around the world don't have in other countries so with that said, go vote. Go let your voice be heard. Uh, whether good, bad, and different, go vote. Like, why not? Um, just to say you did it, right? So with that aside, uh, let's get into the spookies because something that uh, kind of definitely reminds me of spooky season, especially related to cars, was Mischief Night. And if nobody knows what Mischief Night is, you're like please have a parent around because I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. If you have no idea what that is, you're probably way too young. Anyways, Mischief Night was, I don't know if it still is anymore because I've been out of the the mischiefing for quite some time now, uh, was the night before or the, yeah, it was night before, night after, whatever it was, where you would take toilet paper, eggs, shaving cream, the dynamic trio and yes it was trio uh never duo always trio so i got fucking hair in my mouth so at which point uh around my street right good bunch of buddies of mine and i would always try to find like the most desolate things and just we'll egg them we'll shaving cream the fucking wheels and stuff like that it was bad like if i saw me now just in some random like parallel universe, I would beat the shit out of me just for fucking walking. 
because I don't know what it was, but I thought it was so cool to just, and it was it was never on like nice things, right? It was always like a piece of shit, like wheel cover or the rim cover or whatever they sold, those little fucking plastic alloy covers, whatever the fuck, to like cover up your shitty base wheels with a sportier chromey wheel or whatever it was. So we would all almost always shaving cream like the fucking wheel or like the door handle so that if somebody walked out and they went to go grab it's like ah socks so if anything happens like that to my car which it won't because it will be garage i i promise you that but if that happens to my truck fuck am i gonna be mad as fuck i fucking hate the idea i'm so timid anytime around this weekend especially this weekend just because whatever sort of person has the balls to do that on at least my property when I know it's extremely hypocritical, but I would always do it. And then on top of that, I can't imagine what COVID's going to be like with, uh, or Halloween's going to be like with COVID. You know what I mean? Like you can't just run around with a group of kids anymore and start basically hunting for candy. So with that, some of the stories that I remember were, uh, there was a bunch of friends, again, the same friends. So there was almost always like three or four kids that I grew up with that isolated for negative, just bad behavior. So uh, my my friends and I would almost always run up and down the street and we would have like pillowcases, not little like, you know, you went to fucking Target or Walmart and got like the little jack-o'-lantern fucking like the size of i don't know a large bowl at chipotle or whatever i'm talking like if you swung it hard enough it could end a soul kind of thing like we would stuff these fucking things up heavy and then we would get somebody we knew in the high in the older grades in high school to drive us to like another town and we would split like all the candy they ever wanted and we would go to like trumbull or like Damber, like we would drive to places. I don't know. My parents never knew this, but I drove, no lie, half an hour to one particular street because he knows a buddy that lived there. And he's like, listen, nothing's going to happen. Like, bad. All your mischief bullshit stays where you were. When you go here, best behavior, but they have like the best shit. And no lie, it was like king size fucking Snickers, like full, I'm full packs of twizzlers and shit like i'm talking like you would find wholesale wise and so like we would get like the the taste for it right in in our street in our our town then go to where it got heavy and just unloaded to the point where when we came back and we realized like hey we're probably not going to be going to like another street this year we're like ah fuck that sucks so we got out extra fucking early and camped out on a couple of fucking like porches on like what we knew would actually just hold a bull out not actually like you'd have to ring the doorbell kind of bullshit and we would take everything like you know if anyone remembers you remember the please take one sign is you know fuck your sign i'm taking every and i'm taking the bull like it there's never a time where, like, you don't take everything. Signs were just a suggestion. So at that point, I was, like, definitely young. I, I want to say I was, like, 14, 15, but we were fucking absolutely 
sprinting up and down the streets like just as it starts to get dark so you couldn't really make out who it was but it would be the three of us and oh my god three houses in a row everyone got their own bow basically and uh yeah we just it was and of course it wasn't ever like a nice bowl so it was a piece of shit plastic bowl but we'd come home with a bowl and be like my folks would be like oh what where'd you get a bowl and i'm like oh i found it you know weird fucking took that (laughs) took that bowl man it was it was so bad but with covid you can't do any of that you can't you're gonna i I hear a couple people doing like trunk or treat or whatever it is or pop-up trunk whatever pop the trunk that's you you never want to do that um but it would be like you decorate like a trunk of a car and you go to a parking lot and like fucking go nose in on a bunch of slots and literally just have a row of cars for like pop trunks and just halloween decorate it sounds pretty rad but i couldn't do it in my car i'd I'd be too scared i don't want cobwebs and fucking spiders and bullshit it scares me i want it plus i gotta do the lights it's a whole mess if you had like a van or something like that if you had like a little k truck or k k van whatever they're called a little japanese car that would be rad as shit because those things are like absolute microscopic engines but at the same time spacious as hell so you can really get away with some fun stuff but uh yeah i can't i can't imagine what it's going to be like this year because this year is basically a wash i'm not suiting up for anything i'm literally staying home locking the fucking door nobody's coming up and down. i will put a paper plate out by the mailbox and just say if you made it go for it wiped everything beforehand but you get maybe like 20 pieces of can and that's it i can't be bothered to answer the door this year it's fucking like i haven't trick or treated in years and i cannot be bothered to risk it for some fucking punk in an iron man suit or some stupid shit so i no thank you that's not happening so basically with the yeah with mischief night it was it was bad the whole legging cars and stuff like that but um we never actually ate. We egged a wall, actually. I'm not going to say where, because it was kind of like the side of a, a a building that was definitely still in operations. But anyways, um, yeah, no, we never ate like a car, because that shit's dangerous. You get yoke on the windshield, fucking try to hit the wipers, you're blind, you hit a tree, fucking funeral. Yeah, it got bad. So, uh, no, we never did that, but definitely like shaving cream and a couple of toilet papers and bullshit. And looking back on it now, wasted a lot of toilet paper. That would have been good for 2020. You know what I mean? Hindsight. Looking back, thinking of what to do for the future and all that stuff. But, And uh, speaking of more recent and current events, um, nearly fucking died from, uh, from a fox. Let me explain. So with, uh, with my earliest fuck commute, and when I say early, I mean I'm on the road to work by like 4.30 in the morning, latest. Uh, so my commute basically doesn't exist except for when a critter decides to just run across a street randomly and I don't see it until I'm three feet away from it and I'm like holy shit right so that's basically my commute that's the people I a lot of people honk horns at like a douchebag in a Mercedes I I honk my I can't even honk my horn because I feel bad for everybody else who's sleeping so I literally have to dodge like a possum a raccoon the fox that we were yeah all of those in different times but all of those uh have yet to see a deer I will actually cry and might pull over just 
for spotting a deer. Not even gonna lie. Because I see all those videos of like a car going 30, hits a deer, their entire front of the car is fucking toast. So I can't be, I, I can't. Like the most I'll tolerate is like a squirrel. And I know fucking all the animal community, oh, he's a squirrel. They're overpopulated. They take all the bird seed. I don't know what everyone's so like in love with squirrels about. But anyways, uh, yeah, saw a fox literally running towards me. On the, so I turn onto the main street, and I'm starting to drive, and I just come over the crest of the of the street, and uh, all of a sudden I see two little dots, but I'm already going like 45, 50. I'm not gonna say where the street was, but I was on 40. I was doing 45, 50. No other road, so or no other car, so I'm totally fine. It's my road at this point. Um, and sure enough, I was like, oh, it might be a little critter. Like, okay, well, I'm not I'm just gonna get off the road sees headlights at 4 30 in the morning sure enough they stay there and i'm like oh maybe i should actually slow down at this point i'm easily like 100 feet away and i'm just like okay well you know get get out of the way and the next thing you know it like starts hobbling i don't know if anyone's at, like you see it just start like trotting right up and down but it's like definitely trotting towards me but i couldn't tell if it was backing up and just keeping its eyes on me or if it was basically ready to play chicken i was like this is a subaru you're gonna lose so i was staying true but i slowed down sure enough it didn't move a muscle right up until the point where i if it waited another second i was gonna have to hard left it and like chicane my way back like it was a cone because i man this thing was cocky but this thing had a set of balls. It so that the moment right where I was like, if it doesn't move now, it's toast. Literally darted in a forty-five degree angle, and as quick as lightning, just disappeared. At just like going dead center on me, then forty-five to my left. I was like, oh, I couldn't take it. My heart was absolutely racing to the point where like I put in my pin incorrectly three times because I was and my my coworkers were like, yo, you're alright. I'm like, I nearly KO'd a fox. Thank you for asking. I nearly killed him. So that whole thing happened. And uh how fitting, right? Spooky season. You know, not Thanksgiving where it's like, oh, I'm thankful for the car and I'm alive. It had to be spooky season. Had to be. So that fucking happened. And to kind of close it off, I know it's going it, to, so all that seemed a little quicker. Probably, actually, probably not. It's 15 minutes right now. So uh, with all that aside, um, to kind of go more into a serious bit, and this is easily where I could lose some people, but I could also gain a couple, so I'm definitely going to put it in the title. Um, but with spooky season being afraid, and you know, I, I know a lot of people kind of like, strive for the thrill of being scared and stuff like that um there's definitely a word that scares most i would i would argue all at some point in their life and that word would be failure so with that i've seen for whatever reason a lot of people expressing the level of depression uh whether it's tiktok instagram stuff like that and i'll admit i've been sort of accustomed to it and 
um, or I, I say I've, I've been exposed to it, right? So like I've, I've gotten my fair share of, of depression with all this stuff going on and the fact that like you can't even fucking hug somebody uh, nowadays um, unless you both can verify that you've been tested for like, you know, the last three minutes it feels like. So, um, so I get it, but with all that, uh, you know, it starts to peak a few ideas and all that stuff. And I have to admit, but by doing these talks, it's kind of been a bit therapeutic in a sense, right? Where I know it's psycho that I'm talking to basically myself, but I like to think that you guys are actually listening. So, um, so I thank you for that. But going back to, you know, being afraid is, uh, is some failure. And while thinking about it long and hard, because I actually was prepared to do this podcast yesterday, but uh, some things kind of fell into place where I just I couldn't do it. And it made me actually it gave me a moment to think about like what I actually wanted to break down. And one failure that uh, that I definitely um, I wouldn't it, it is it was a failure. It was a failure. It is a failure is a. Uh, a lot of you might not know is a company that I started a little over three years ago called Built Over Bought, and I've definitely said it in the past of of this podcast. Given that it's probably over a year, and I only have a handful of episodes, which sucks, but I definitely want to get back into it. Definitely do a weekly schedule, if not like maybe every other day or something. I don't know, seeing what what's open. But um, that company started in such a different light that it took on several different forms and uh one of which was a podcast so way back when i actually started up the company it was for a totally different idea it was supposed to be like this online parts blueprint where if you had your car you can basically have a free account and like save your model a car and then research every single part known to man and basically save all the parts that you either had or create a wish list on what you wanted and you would have this profile to basically give you a list excuse me of all the parts that you had or wanted to have and then slowly develop the sort of like lust and and hunt for the next part to put on your project right so to my surprise something like that requires an absolute astronomical amount of data stuff that i had no idea because i went to school for finance mind you so learning about all that now or or excuse me back then was absolutely eye-opening i was like oh my god i was talking to some companies to help build a a website for it um because it was going to solely be website and then work its way into an app when you can condense everything to a much more usable platform uh was like I was getting quotes for like a hundred that two hundred thousand dollars of like fees to get it done in like four to five months. So I tried to do it my own way, and when I say my own, I am by no means a coder. I don't know anything when it comes to coding. Absolutely not. I know control copy and control paste and control print. That's bit that and a little bit of Excel. That's basically where I I stack up. Um. So walking back to that, I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to spend 200K on a website that I can't really vouch that it's going to do well or not. So started doing it myself and got into touch with somebody from Israel, actually. 
uh, and really, really rad dude where he helped basically build the website on the back end. And it would be on me to get like images and like URLs to link the the part to the website if you wanted to go and look up the part itself and descriptions for each part and stuff like that. And it got to the point where after working on it for maybe fuck six to seven months straight, like every single day would just be dedicated to putting parts in and then working with this kid across the pond to basically fit it all up and see if all these parts work well and and how to view it and stuff like that. And it got up to like 14 or 15,000 parts at one point in time, which was pretty sick, but it was so daunting to put that on paper and realize that I haven't even scratched the surface as far as like the amount of cars, the amount of companies, new ones popping up, old ones falling off. Like there was a whole mess of maintenance that I just was not prepared for. So with that, I relied heavily right on the social end where at one point in time I was up to almost 600 followers. I basically did word of mouth. I just did shout outs and all that stuff. I never ever did an advertisement to help build the following. It was all natural, which was sick. Uh, and it showed like posts on some of the things were getting pretty decent engagement. It would be like 60 to 80 likes at one point in time. Like a couple of, couple of them got into a hundred, maybe 120 or something like that. And I know nowadays it's like, if you don't get that, you're, you're absolutely, you suck. And I get it. Uh, but I suck. So what, what are you going to do? Um, so with that, I went to shows. I drove down to Myrtle Beach for Tuna Revolution and then Atlanta, Georgia for Import Alliance. I have to say, Import Alliance show, I will be back. I will go. I will take the drive. It is totally worth it. The amount of cars and the amount of people that are down south that absolutely slay that scene it's so worth it if you go once, build a bunch of connections, and I still talk to most of them to this day. And that was like, that was definitely last year, but it's absolutely wild to like figure all of it out and just be like, fuck it, I'm going to drive f- over a day to go to a show for a weekend. And that was just what I did. And uh, so I did all that, pushing the products, push or pushing the the brand, right? of built overbought and explaining what it was and what it was going to be and what the plans for it are. And it got a lot of like, it got a, a, a lot of traction, I would say for doing it all myself as far as promoting it and stuff like that. And then I realized very abruptly, just out of nowhere that this wasn't going to work. And I don't know if it was kind of, living with my parents at the time to save some money to put it all into the company and stuff like that. But there was a lot of conversations where it just felt sort of like, like, are you like, is this going to work? Like, are you, are you sure this is actually going to work? And to be honest, I lied right through my teeth. I said, yeah, it's going to work. Like I, I'm going to do advertisements. I'm going to have banner ads, going to pay for everything. I would see CPMs up the ass, like blah, blah, blah. I had no absolutely no clue and that was that was when it started to go from like i am an entrepreneur with his own business to uh i have no fucking idea what i'm doing and that that was 
I was afraid. I was very afraid, actually. And uh, and it got to the point where I decided, you know what? This whole and it absolutely broke my heart. It got to the point where I just I was think about it for fucking days, weeks, crying over it. Then like, oh god, it was so bad. I reached out to friends and just being like, man, I don't know what to do with this shit no more. Like, what the fuck? All those other things, and uh, it was super emotional because it was like you build something up for all this time just to realize one day it literally took a day to just shift everything. To be like, man, I really don't think this is actually going to pan out the way I thought it was. But I was so fucking deep into it. I was like, well, I got to try and turn it into something. So that's when I turned it into more of a brand, right? And or, and it technically still is. It could be portrayed as a brand. Like everything's a brand at this point. A person can be a brand, right? So... The brand itself would be more of like clothing line or like designer and it's like you you can do all sorts of stuff like that and it would be for the automotive enthusiasts, right? That like you build shit over buying it because you want to build it. Not just like you buy a Corvette and say you're a car guy sort of mindset. Nothing against Corvettes, beautiful cars. So all of a sudden I put money into merch and I went local met up with a guy that I met through uh, my mother who does a lot of real estate work with them in the sense of like getting pens and flyers and all sorts of stuff. And so I saw some of their prints and I was like, wow, this is actually really good, you know, quality product. So at that point I was like, fuck it, let me just dive into this now. Cause I'm now, my mind went from, I'm now saving money by not having to worry about the website. So I can put that into something else for the brand. Cause mind you, with all of the camera gear that I was doing, you know, working with and stuff like that, I had the ability to shoot some really good photos for uh, social. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just put that into the the brand as a whole and just be like, oh, well, here's some new merch, bunch of cards. Here's some merch, bunch of cards. Here's some merch. And what I didn't realize is how much money. If you're not going to do it yourself, and even if you do it yourself, it's a good it, it, it's a good chunk of change, right? You still have to pay, spend money to make money, kind of concept. But I mean, for what I spent, I was like, "What the?" F-? So now I got to sell all these for like forty five bucks just to get some decent money back to put into another stocking, you know, another stock of clothes, basically. And you know, it's that trade up mind mindset where it's like, even if you, because you're never going to sell all of it. And that's with like everything. You might sell out of it and be like, oh, you're, you know, it was a new drop or a signature thing. And it's like, da, da, da. but you're never going to nail it, you know, overnight every single time. For stuff like TJ Hunt or Adam LZ, like those are cream of the crops. They've worked their actual asses off to just like get to this one spot, which is insane. Like, as catching a whiff of it, I, could not be more impressed as far as just the worth ethic and absolute dedication to something like this but um yeah so at that point i was like well fuck i i i guess now this is it so i would hit up some friends and family be like hey could you model a little bit for me like i would really appreciate it blah blah, blah. and i i think i failed in the sense that i went very streamlined with one sort of 
design with one color and stuff like that because it was cheaper. And I didn't lower the quality with a variety of products. So I would sell a few every so often. And I would hit up some like extremely well-known people. I'm not going to say just to put them on blast, but I would, I would reach out to people and be like, Hey, so blah, blah, blah is going on. Blah, blah. You know, here's a, I would absolutely love it if you wanted to like rep the hoodie or something like that, or even be sponsored. Blah, blah. And I would be talking to these people who have like thousands of followers and be like, Hey, so like, would you be interested in repping this brand? And it's like, They'd be really down with it at first and be like, yeah, totally, bud. Like, blah, 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 of course. Like, would love to help out, love the cause, and blah, blah, blah. You know, message seems sick. And then after a couple of days, it kind of die out and be like, like, oh, you know, I, I just talked to a couple of buddies of another company I'm working with, and it's, you know, they say they'd rather go exclusive and blah, blah, blah. So I was reading the, you know, writing on the wall at that point. And I was like, all right, well, I can't really go big influencer, so let me try and go local. Right. Let me try and work with some bigger names, but close to me that I could like meet up and have a conversation with, maybe shoot up their car a little bit and all sorts of stuff like that. Get some photos while I'm there, all the all the fun stuff. And it would be sort of a similar sort of vibe where it's like, you know, they get really excited at first and then I explain to them what it is and they're like, oh, it's sick. And, you know, it's a really cool idea, but, you know, it, I'm not really meshing with what you're putting out. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, but if you have any other designs and blah, 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 like that'd be sick. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not really in a position to be dishing another couple thousand dollars on like, you know, the new line. Because uh, I'm working with what I got now. So, uh, so it'd be such a variety of things of like working down the totem pole to finally get it to a point where it's like, well, now I'm kind of sitting on a bit of product. Uh, the brand isn't like dead in the water or anything like that. It's like, it's still holding pretty much all of its followers at the point. I think it's like 550 followers or something like that. Like it's still strong because the following was so pure in the beginning and, uh, and throughout for what it was. So now, and then at that point, I was like, well, maybe I should go more social with it. Maybe like doing more advertisements or like on that stuff with podcasting or YouTube would be best because it's more free. You know, it's cheaper to basically have the content and do it that way. And I can edit and do all the stuff myself. So why not just make everything in house? It'd, it'd be perfect. It's built over bought. We build this brand from the ground, blah, blah, blah. So basically started doing it again going into something that I had no idea how to do. I barely knew how to record a video at that point. So I had to learn about like frame rates, making sure certain angles, the lighting, and mind you, all of it would have been sort of like folded over from photography, but this is now putting it in motion. So you had to make sure it was smooth. You had to get the right, you know, footage, the music, you know, the right cuts that make it humor, but like humorous, but you have to make it entertaining and stuff like that, which is probably what this isn't is, but uh, you work with it. And then same thing with podcasting. So with that, it was like, okay, I'm going to basically buy a bit of equipment and look up a free editing thing and like record on my computer while I do it, which is what I did. I would literally plug 
my mic into basically a mixer and then the mixer into my computer and then have a software running to record my voice as I was doing it and then file it into my computer. And I was like, okay, sick. And then I would like barely edit it at all and then just throw it out and be like, oh, so like here it is. Like, you know, people are going to love it. Podcasting's huge. Like everyone's going to be like super into podcasting. Absolutely nothing. Like very, very extremely few people like tuned into it. And mind you, it was, it had a decent pop in the beginning just because it was new for the page to sort of announce. It was a bit of variety, but by like five or six episodes in, it was like, it was nothing. And I was like, well, sick. So it was a slow realization of several different forms, right? To reel it all back in of, uh, of failure. And just being like okay with moving on from it. And not to say moving on from it, right? Because it still exists, but it's kind of just there now. And like once something happens where I maybe want to rekindle it or I want to rework on it because, you know, it's finally back in a position where I could work on it and turn it into something else that I like, then cool. But as far as this stuff now, it's like this is just fun for me to do. And if it brings anybody any value, then it's like, all right, rad. Like, I'm getting much more enjoyment and engagement from people listening to this podcast. This fucking disaster of a voiceover at this point. And just doing it on my own time. And it literally takes me however long to record, another 20 minutes or so to edit it and to, you know, fix it up and tune it so it doesn't sound god awful. Because let me tell you, it does raw. So basically work that up and then wait another five minutes to upload it through uh anchor cheap plug and it's up to you guys so it's like it the turnover is so much more manageable especially given my schedule to be like it's worth doing and i'm basically in a long line i'm not as afraid to do this right anymore than i was fucking two years ago like, I've learned more in that year and a half to two years than I ever fucking did at school. Ever. And I've re- I genuinely fucking mean it. Like, I really, really mean it. The amount of learning that I did to just understand certain things from then to now. And then from freshman year to senior year. Fucking astronaut. I couldn't tell you one fuck. If I went back into a class, I'd literally have to retake it. It's not like, oh, you took, like, Finance 401. Like, what would you learn? Not a fucking clue. It's a bunch of fucking classes, half of which I was barely awake for, a couple of which I admit I was a little hungover for, and it was like you worked your ass off for a final, a midterm, a presentation, and that was it, and then you walked. Meanwhile, with this, it's like I could fucking remember every ounce of fear, excitement, engagement, questioning, like confusion, all of it, learning. It was, and and it all comes from fear, fear of of failure. Because because what are we without fear, right? And I know it's about to get like super philosophical and shit like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back. 
pull back the reins a little bit. But that's basically it. I mean, with with spooky season coming up, that's all you really can think about, right? It's like, oh, it's it's fear. It's what what makes you afraid? I don't know. That's that's what makes me afraid is failure. So properly opening up on this one, um, but let me know what you guys think as far as being a you know what makes you afraid. Also, I'm afraid of the dark. Not like. I can't sleep without a nightlight kind of thing. But if you're like, hey, go take a piss. It's like, ah, uh, okay, I'm going to put my lamp on because uh, motherfucker might be lurking. And it's a, such a fucking stupid idea, but it's so, oh my God, wait. Okay, I'll wrap it up with a funny fucking story. So in my house, super, super quick. I'm, fuck, I'm so pissed I put this at the end. It's a really good fucking story. So when I was younger, my if you if you look at the basically the hallway for our bedrooms right you have my uh basically the entire hallway and then at one end you had a chute to go down to uh the second floor basically to where the laundry room was and then literally to the right of that was my parents room and then down a decent hallway was then at the very end of it you had go left from my room and then right from my sister's room so when I was younger, mind you, this fucking square was easily a foot by a foot, maybe a little bit longer or larger. So when I was younger, I was literally half the size I am now, which is not a lot. I'm fucking five, five. So I'm a tiny fucking scared little piece of shit. So when I was younger, I would I'd take a, I'd have to take a piss or just, and I would have to go out of my bedroom and whip a hard 180 into the bathroom. And when I tell you the amount of things that came out of this dark, dark square in the middle of the night was absolutely endless. I went through everything from like, if I watched Indiana Jones and it would be whatever I watched. So parents, if you're at all, if you're if any parent, is listening to this, and you don't think, oh, they watch, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're, they won't get in. They do. They do. Whatever they watched, if they're afraid, if they show any form of fear, they think about it. They dwell on it. It's in their cerebellum. So I would watch Indiana Jones with my dad because he's like, oh, it's a classic. Like, All right, whatever. Dude's running away from a ball of rock. So that's not what got me. What got me was random, like, fucking arrows or, like, darts shot out of nowhere. I was like, because it was suspenseful. I was like, oh, there it is. Bang! In the throat. So when I went to go get up this one time, I literally couldn't stop thinking of, oh, my God. If I walk in front of the square at all, I'm getting fucking sniped by an arrow. Mind you, the... (laughs) the wall is there it literally it's all sheetrock you literally put it in like four inches and it drops it's just what it is there's no like abyss there's no portal there's no fucking hole in it where it slightly moves and there's an arrow that it's just this fucking brain playing tricks on this fucking brain like it's really fucking dumb and i say it out loud but that's what it was i was fucking I, i couldn't even tell you how old I'll be honest, it was last week. No, but it it was 
so fucking scary. It'd be anything. It'd be a hand. be the fucking ghoul. It'd be fucking Freddy versus anything. Absolutely anything. My ex. No, I'm playing. But, uh, yeah, this one fucking square at the bo- at the end of the hallway was an absolute just portal as far as my fear. Like, you know that uh, thing in, uh, was it, Harry Potter when they open up the fucking, uh, the chest and it's like the Dementor or whatever the fuck? It's that, that mother, that wall, that square was my fucking chest of fear. Whatever it was. It was like, oh, that's your fear. Bang. That's, now you're summoned. So I would glue myself to the wall as I wrapped around it or if I was like if I had to pee and I like sat there in the doorway for easily five minutes of like fuck man what what's gonna come around around that square I would sit there for fucking minutes and contemplate like maybe I should just piss myself like I just I'll put it in the corner nobody will know I oh got wet might smell like pee for a little bit i would actually think about like that's okay that's better than getting shot right or if i really needed to i would fucking sprint like around the bend and five out of ten times fucking absolutely clip the doorway the door frame and just like fall into the bathroom easily my parents would be like, what the fuck's happening? What are you doing? I'm like, I was just a square. I was going to get shot. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? It's four in the morning. Hindsight. So, yeah. That was uh, that was me growing up. And that was year round, baby. That was not like, oh, it's Halloween. Now the thoughts can... That was literally fucking June. Just thinking of all this stupid shit. Oh, my God. I hate myself. Oh, so it's so funny. Oh man, it's so fucking funny. I might, you know what? I'll probably take a picture and put it on Instagram just fucking because, just because it was so fucking funny. Oh my god! Just to give you an idea, guys, an idea. I don't. Even, I can't even say anything. Just to give you guys an idea as to what I was fucking working with, both day and night. That's that's what I'll do. I was just, <laughs> it's gonna be the stupidest photos. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's about it. I had a long fucking day at both my fucking jobs. So, uh, this one's gonna be a while, but yeah, 42 minutes. That sounds about right for me being an asshole. So, uh, yeah, if you made it this far, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into uh, another episode of Skip It Podcast. And, uh, yeah, have fun with this one. Opened up a little bit. Laugh like a dork. Showed everyone how fucking stupid I was as a kid. It's pretty much a sum up. But you can hit me up at at Adam Pulverari on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok where I'll be posting a good chunk of stuff. Still am, still will. uh, Still will. What the fuck? Uh, Will be. All sorts of goodies like that. And some stuff in the works to work with some guests from previous episodes because it's been a while and I miss them. And I want to talk to somebody. So, with that said, thank you so much for watching or watching, listening, and I will see you in the next one. I'm gonna go fucking take a drink or something. This brisk is gonna come in handy. Goodbye, everybody.